do 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 I'm going I'm going do 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 from on to off it's the going on podcast with the rap critic and views <laughs> Action Bronson has his first in-ring debut there's a wrestler in AEW who uses an Action Bronson song uh, as a theme and a couple weeks ago he was getting a beatdown and Action Bronson was in the audience and he jumped the guardrail and ran in and made the save. So they booked the tag match with that one wrestler and Action Bronson as a tag team. And yeah, Bronson was fucking throwing motherfuckers around and <laughs> doing some crazy shit. Yo. That's the way to get people who don't watch wrestling to watch. Like <laughs> WWE's got Logan Paul doing shit. And oh my God. Now, and like he's he's fighting for the fucking championship at an upcoming show and uh, yeah you know they had bad bunny at wrestlemania have a match <laughs> so now aew i mean not nearly as mainstream with action bronson but you know if you watched his food show maybe and that can get posted on the fucking hip-hop websites and people can be like hey you remember def jam fight for new york well oh rappers God. are fucking wrestling now yo. like how far away is this shit yo Listen to me, industry. Def Jam, you want to be relevant again? Get your asses in gear. Make a real fucking Def Jam. Not that bullshit third one. (laughs) Okay. Make a real fucking Def Jam. Use the exact... All you got to do is slightly update, like, the mechanics of that original. Fuck it. Do the Crash Crash Team Racing refurbish, like, update it, but just, like, give new rappers. You know what I mean? Like, you could could just reskin it with, like, you know, new rappers or whatever, like... People that would be dope. Want that shit so bad. You guys don't money being left on the fucking table. <laughs> you know what kind of fucking content we would have had for years now if you could have a fucking match of Drake versus Kanye or some Ugh. shit. <laughs> like when's the last time like a legit uh Def Jam fighting celebrity game came death out? that sort of thing like yeah. It was like 2004 or something like that. Oh my god. Yeah, and it's like, really? Do we think nobody wants, like, you know what I mean? Like, It's like the most recent rapper you could get in that would probably be like Fitty. Yeah, and it's like... Was he even in that? Uh, no, he wasn't in that because he had his own video games, you know. A Blood on the Sand and Bulletproof. Yeah, and whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh... That's yeah. bullshit. He's built like a fucking wrestler. He's uh, built for. The, he's made for that fucking game. But yeah, I'm just thinking like, man, if you could have made it like a rotating, like every three years, the new like you know rappers in the game, kind of like you know what I mean, get the video game. That'd be awesome. Or fuck that, just just do what they do with uh, what was it, the metaverse video game or Smash? Oh man. Every year or two, like hey, a couple more fighters, fucking DLC. You can just download them, and the ever the ever growing cast of Look, <laughs> roster of rapper wrestlers. If someone wants to do hip hop all stars, like, Ooh. come on, guys, money being left on the table. We all know we like the wrestling hip hop uh, video game crossover. Money left on the table, ladies and gentlemen. As a rapper, you would be so silly to not <laughs> want to be included right. in the game. Right, like, you were the one who was left out, you know, like... <laughs> like, even going back to when uh, WWE was like, Hey, Fred Durst, uh, we want to use your song that's, like, Undertaker's theme. Uh, we want to include it in the video game. And he's like, okay, that's fine, 
put me in the video game and we got a deal. So then there you are. You can fight as fucking Fred Durst with the red cap and everything in the video game. Like, why wouldn't you want that? <laughs> Who doesn't want to be in a video game? I'm like, we, we've talked about this before. <laughs> Rappers, regardless of the persona and the facade they give in public, they're all huge nerds. None of them would turn down the opportunity to be featured and in, in as and playable in a video game. They would all lose their shit over that. Yeah, man. But it's like, I don't want to look like a bitch been beat up by... Blah, blah. No, I don't think anyone is even going to have that ego about it anymore. <laughs> like, put me in that fucking game. I want to see how cool I look. Give me the best, the, the best stats. You yeah. know, everyone would, like, argue over that shit. It'd be so fun. Right, it'd be like, oh, what's, what would your, like, fighting style be of all of the fighting styles that you would want? You know what I mean? Like, they could ask the rappers, like, you know, like... Oh, they don't get to pick their own finishing moves? Like, oh, yeah, yeah. mine's... Oh, that'd be so much fun. <laughs> We have got two, two, two fan requested albums this week. And before we get started with either of them, if there's an album that you would like to request us review on an upcoming episode of the show, head on over to our Kofi that is ko-fi.com slash going off. That's G-O-I-N-O-F-F. This is Problematic Starks Out of Oz requested by Joseph Bergeron. And I haven't thought about problematics since my old downloading rap albums off Blogspot days. Mm. My fucking listening to Immortal Technique. I'm a oh, music. I'm, I'm a rap snob where I don't listen to any of that shit on the radio. The shit has oh, to yeah. be conscious or have old school beats and have record scratching on it, which, <laughs> I mean, spoiler alert, that shit is all over the problematics album. I think I remembered listening to this shit back in the day also, but it's been a really long time, so uh, it, it essentially might as well have been a first impression review for me because it had been so long. Yeah, I had never heard this uh, record before, but it was so interesting listening and being like, oh, I figured out when this was, what year this came out, <laughs> you know, like... Oh, yeah. Hearing the George Bush samples and shit like that, you're like, oh, okay, <laughs> oh, yeah. I know where we are. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I like the concept of this. Um, sure. If, uh, if nobody knows from the title alone, they're, they're doing the... Um, this has to be, like, the third time we've done the Wizard of Oz album <laughs> concept thing. <laughs> They're essentially doing the gray album bit where they're taking the they're taking some samples from Wizard of Oz. Oh, they're yeah. like every every track is sampling a song from Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon. It's not a it's not a very consistent motif though with the yeah. Wizard of Oz aspect of it. Like there's the skit intro, the third roar, uh referencing when you're supposed to start the Dark Side album in uh, at the same time as the Lion's Third Roar and the Wizard of Oz uh, production logo. And it has like a little back and forth between samples from the movie and samples from the album. Uh, but while there's samples from the album throughout, the kind of importance or relevancy of the Wizard of Oz kind of falls in and out. Yeah, like it's definitely there. Uh, like, and it definitely, like, I think it does a good job, good enough job of like, you know, Having it being a collage of these sort of, uh, 
you know, references. I, like, I was just thinking just the idea of, like, you know, there's one point where it samples the Matrix talking about, like, you know, uh, Joey Pantoliano, you know, Kansas is going bye-bye. It's just like, yeah, you know, this, oh, yeah. this album could literally just be filled up with, like, movies, you know, referencing The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, how True, far does yeah. the rabbit hole go? It's like, oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you could literally, you know, there's a lot of shit you could pull from, you know? <laughs> it was just like, like you mentioned, there's the one skit with uh the george w bush which i thought it was clever yeah how he he's talking about drug abuse being a problem in the country but making it sound like he's admitting to being responsible for all of it and, and i mean in a way kind of is you know I mean, I mean, yeah <laughs> like when he start when he starts specifically saying prescription drugs i was like oh no wait that is actually pretty directly the government's fault yeah <laughs> it's like we all get the joke because <laughs> it's not a joke yeah, exactly <laughs> But but then like the album starts after the third roar with like two songs in a row about like not having enough money and not yeah, making okay, enough so, money as yeah, a group. So yeah, I was like, okay, that's right. like I like it, but what's the point of the album? Like, are you doing like, like I know uh, Violent J did a solo <laughs> project. Uh, I think that's was the other it? one I was thinking about. Yeah, the Wizard, Wizard of the of Hood. The Hood. <laughs> Where like that whole thing is like a is a is a uh, is a concept where he's meeting up with the members of of, of the group in the movie sure. and going to find the wizard. But there's only like one song I think on here where I remember them being like, "Hey, I met up with Dorothy." And I feel like it does happen like every now and then because I remember there's one track early on that ends with like you know if you want to it was something about like here's a golden mic check it three times when you want to go home or something like that. I remember that being like, oh, that's kind of a cool, you know. Yeah, I, I remember I gave it a three because I was like, this is solid enough. It's about them being entertainers and being on the road. Like, I get that, you know. But then it was just like, it it felt like it didn't really fully bring the concept together, you know, at the end. Like, because it felt like that lyric didn't tie into what was actually happening in the main, you know, crux of the song. You know what I mean? Like, it was a dope lyric to go out on. But then I was like, wait, how did we get here? You know, like that sort of thing. Going into it, I got to say right off the bat, Syzygy, um, Dead Time, and the absolute standout, in my opinion, Home, are the best three songs on the whole album. And, of course, they're all in a row. Oh, I also like The Last Gig of the Sky. I almost forgot that one, the last one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I really like that one, too. I thought that was... um, When I heard Over the Color You Like, and I was like... I don't know if this is really that strong of an intro <laughs> cut. Like, I thought it was okay. But then when I got to Last Gig in the Sky, I was like, this feels like this should have been the first right, track. Right, yeah, but yeah. But it's so solemn and depressing that it <laughs> feels like the song you go out on. So I was like, yeah. whatever. I mean, y'all already did it, so it's not like it matters. <laughs> but I was like, yeah, I guess. I couldn't decide. That's true. Or maybe it needed to be, like, split into two parts, like, you know, a Pink Floyd album we could name, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Oh! I shine on your crazy diamond, part one through whatever, and then it comes back later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, Over the Color You Like is okay. I liked Money. I liked the, the remix of uh, Money, uh, especially that one lyric, like, and, and Roger Waters can sue us for the money we don't have. <laughs> I thought that was weird. Like, I was trying to figure out, like, what they're really doing. Yeah, what like, it's they, about, like, about? Yeah, like... <laughs> Yeah, because, like, at one point they throw uh, the Grateful Dead under the bus and then they <laughs> kind of make the Pink Floyd reference and it's like, what are y'all getting at? Like, <laughs> Thumbing their nose at the rock of the past, I guess. I don't know. 
that y'all are sampling and like the next level of 80s uh you know, run dmc like yeah we can save your shit we don't give a fuck it feels like to reference another pink floyd project when nostalgia critic did the wall <laughs> video and was like no but this is like a love note to oh, it. like, yeah but you're shitting on it <laughs> yeah, so that's like- when i'm listening to money and it's like so, so is this a tribute or are you shitting on them? Like, yeah. I can't tell what y'all are getting at. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I guess I guess the biggest complaint I could have about this album is that it just kind of feels directionless. Yeah, a um, endless, yeah. Which, it's, you know, what year is this? Like, what year did this come out again? I couldn't find, like, direct information. One thing that dated it, besides the uh, the record scratching, which I'm fine with, Like, I don't really have a problem with that, especially because it's like, that's not like, even if every album that gets put out has record scratching, it's always going to sound different. So it's like, okay, no, that's a cool little thing is on somewhere where where they had to throw in a no homo. Oh, that was out of nowhere. What year is this? Uh, You (laughs) know we're in the 2000s. Oh, yeah. We nestled safely in the 2000s. (laughs) I mean... I will admit, though, we got off very light. I think that was the only oh, example yeah, no, there was of no, anything uh, close to homophobia. So I was like, okay. 2008. This is what I'm getting. Wow. Wow. Ooh. Ooh okay. I, I'm guessing in early 2008, but... We're on the last year of Bush's presidency. Yeah. That feels very late to do the parody of George W. Bush. But, then, but, but we're still within Boondocks time. You know what I'm saying? Like the, yeah, the relevant yeah, first okay. two seasons. You know, so it's it's still dancing on that edge. You know, I but, gotta say, oh, the yeah. absolute worst song on here, oh, man. without a doubt, <laughs> is no puzzle. No puzzle. Get all the fucking way out of here Whoa. with this track and the way the production changes too like I, I listened to this live yeah so i was like you know and you can join me at twitch.tv slash rap critical uh where sometimes we listen to these albums live and i was just like having that moment like in real time where i was really enjoying the mixing i'm like oh this is so cool this is like a danger mouse sort of thing like blah, blah, blah. and then it's like not only did they go on their fucking like women am I right fellowship but like they're so trying to get that mainstream hit with how they like cleaned up the production and made it all glittery and auto-tuny I'm like get the fuck out of here like no conviction you know what I mean like where your balls at it's also super egregious that it's nestled in and surrounded by the best songs on the album, oh, in my man, opinion. It hurts. <laughs> it's got three of the best before it, and then the other best one after it, and it's just right there. Like, I wish you would have got this out of the way early or something, but the <laughs> fact that that came so late after such great songs, I was like, oh, God, Jesus. Like, get this the fuck out. <laughs> Like, you really get the stank face where you're just like, because you're enjoying it so much up to that point. Yeah. And then you're just mm-hmm. like, oh. <laughs> so, yeah, the auditor of the shitty misogyny. But then at the end, you know, this whole song where, like, all oh, the skeezers, I don't mess with them, you know, like, never me. But then he has the lyric at the end where he's like, although I hit it once, then I hit it twice. But I had to stop because it wasn't right. And then, and then the hook is about how, like, I totally don't want to fuck you, girl. It's like, <laughs> Overall, though, I gotta say, though, like, for the good songs that are on here versus the bad, like, I would give it a four out of five. I think it's actually a solid enough listen. You know what I mean? I'm tossed up between a three and a half and a four. 
Like, it can kind of fall either way. No puzzle really hurt it more than it needed to. If you cut that one out entirely, I would say the album is definitely closer to a four. Like I said, there's other tracks like Syzygy, where it's like the lyrics are just bouncing off of the beat with the fucking... Yeah. Terrorist crucifixion's empirical proof is missing. Imperial truth is what the libertarian group is missing. I'm very amused with the interiors of fully fitted who cares if it's fuel efficient. What's air with this pollutants in it? Just carry the new tradition. You like, it's just like, whoa, the way it just like flows, you know? I wish I was able to quote because this album really did have some great lyrical moments on it. I just wasn't able to highlight any. Yeah, yeah. But uh, and, and, and this is the the thing that I liked about that track in particular. It does the sort of like, oh, watch out for the things of our age, you know, that sort of thing. But it does it in a way that's like truly believable. You know, like there's a way to do this in a way that isn't hacky. You know what I mean? In a way that yeah. truly makes you like think about Because like, no, there are sinister forces of our time that are just, you know, capitalistic and just want to make the money. And they're like, yeah, taking things to their advantage. And you should be, you know, have your wits about you in this day and age. Da, 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 da. Like, and art is about like pushing us to ask these questions of, you know, things of, and, and things of that nature. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I definitely enjoy it on that level. And, you know, them being lyrical on top of it to really like, you know, just have a dope ass, you know, product. You know what I'm saying? As a song, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, like, I, I, I got to give it prize for how it able to do the, oh, my God, and what was that one lyric? Oh, in Dead Time, where, um, where, where it's like, uh, take you back like a historian with the, it was like fucking social commentary, but really dope. And and bringing it into the sort of like meso- metaphysical place with like these really cool metaphors, you know, it's like kind of like makes you think of like, oh man, you know, in the past, it's like, yeah, were we trying to like connect to these things through, like they said, like we used to try to find eternity and now we do it physically through satellites and da da da. And it's sort of like the, sort of like, yeah, you know, man reaching out for the infinite and that sort of thing, you know. Um, but then it would say like, it would really hit you with points like like first it would be like oh you know tv's the new god part of an insidious plot you know that sort of like you know aesop rock through the mid-2000s bars you know but like but but then it would be like why do you think tobacco and tequila are legal but weed and sativa are evil and it's like a, oh but no but that's just the truth though like yep you <laughs> like i can't run on that you know what i mean <laughs> and it's like where growing up is means adapting to the corporate design it's like ooh, ooh, that's that's just true, like, right? Like, that's what people think, like, growing up is, like, getting the job and doing the 9 to 5 corporate, and then it's just, like, literally saying, like, will you kill for us? This is how the U.S. measures its friends. I'm like, oh, <laughs> you know, like, they are not bullshit, so, like, you know, they're not fucking around with all these drugs, and that's what makes it so disappointing when you get to a track like No Puzzle, because it's just like, what the fuck? We were just all the way up here, you know? <laughs> On to our next album, Lisa Left Eye Lopez with Supernova requested by Cheesy Pies. And I was very excited to listen to this one. That's so like I've always been a huge TLC fan. And I've always loved Lisa Left Eye Lopez in particular. You know, she was always the yeah. standout. Like, you could tell that's the cool one to hang out with. You right. know, like, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, having a moment, I was like, man, I never like checked out one of her projects. I was like, I remember seeing it, but it just never like. It just never, like, you know, passed my ears, you know what I'm saying? Like, just because it's like, I don't think she had, like, a meteor hit like that, you know? And then we find out that the solo album never got released in the States. Oh, yes! Right! And I was like, because I do remember, because at first I was thinking, like, man, I, yeah, I just never heard of this at all. But then I was like, wait, but I did hear that Block Party song, because I remember my sister used to sing that we were dancing all night long, we were dancing all night long, like, I remember that being an underground smasher, you know, like a, oh, you couldn't escape that one, because everyone was, you know, that's the earworm, you know, like, 
And so I was like, and so I had that moment of like, well, wait a minute. Yeah, why didn't I hear more of this? You know, and then it's really a shame because like she died later that year. So it was just like, damn, like she had one album that got shelved. And it's like, that makes no damn sense when you consider like just how huge of an artist this was, you know, like, yeah, man, they, they did female artists female artists dirty female black artists dirty let's just say it in the fucking 90s jeez and grove similar thing i feel happened to charlie baltimore where she was like she was hanging with like three different groups it was like she was first with biggie and then she was with like cameron's group and then she was with ja rules group and these are all three groups that like as soon as i say it to you you're like whoa yeah wait a minute yeah you had that moment like yeah she was rocking with those groups at different times like why does she never get on that's like three groups that she rocked with that were like pretty fucking huge what the fuck and it's like and her shit just got shelved when it happened and it was like what what the fuck <laughs> like what's happening we, we gotta have a revival we gotta start pulling these start pulling these albums out of the dark maybe that'll be my next request there you go <laughs> you know i think i maybe i've got it if i don't go with something else so what did you end up thinking about this album here uh it's certainly cool um like yeah. there were parts of this album that were like i was listening i was like whoa this feels like we're like listening to the fucking future of music right here like wait what the fuck hold on this is dope as shit and then there's other tracks that are just like why is she rapping like she's still in 1992 what's happening <laughs> you know i um I thought this was really rough. <laughs> uh, um, uh, I, I had let's a really start with track one. <laughs> I had a really hard time with this one um, <laughs> because, like, I did not grow up listening to TLC. I'll admit that. Mm, so mm. I kind of went into this with very little impression of Left Eye. I remember everyone always goes to the rap verse on Waterfalls and why it's mm. never. You know, played on the radio Probably version and all that. Yup. Uh, you know the bullshit. But going into listening to this album, I kind of had a feeling of Waterfalls in that you got Lisa Left Eye doing the, the short kind of rap verses, and now she's attempting a full album of it. And I just, I was like, yeah, I think you're in over your head. Honestly, like I think you're better off with the short little verses in the in the R&B songs, not trying to carry whole rap songs, let alone a whole hour long album of nothing but rap on it. And you know what's interesting is that she was kind of like the brainchild of the group, right? Like she she was the one that kind of came up with the styles that they would wear, the a lot of the song concepts and stuff like that. So like. She is kind of like, so you would think it makes sense. Oh, hey, you know, of course she'd be able to carry on. And if you listen to like those old tracks, like they're definitely don't dress. I mean, they're not exactly perfect, but like it, they're certainly more solid than this, you know? So it does kind of feel like one of those things like, oh, did she need the group? You know what I mean? Like the, you know. <laughs> she definitely lays out that uh, that theory also. And yeah, in a way that was a little like, hey, <laughs> yeah. like, hold on, uh, but we'll get to that. I feel like this was a very early 2000s thing, especially when someone's out on their own. Yeah, this is my kiss off to the people who doubted me. <laughs> yeah, they got to do the song about how, you know, I was I was responsible for everything and I was the real I was the reason anything happened. And, and good luck without me type kiss off anthems. And we got like 
one song on here that was like super addressing controversy. And other than that, they kind of tiptoed around it, which I I think is better off. Like, I feel she definitely would have been better off tiptoeing around some of these things because we'll get to it. (laughs) And when you're not doing that, though, it's either. Just kind of generic, kind of very awkward. I wrote down awkward so many times because of the flow so mm-hmm. often is just very almost like she's going for like a slam poetry delivery. Yeah, like I said, it feels like she's stuck in 1992 or something like that. It feels like the, the Will Smith thing of like when you hear mm. like the big hits. Oh, he clearly had someone writing with him. And we hear it's just him. It's like hey, the rhymes aren't bad, but something feels off like, you know. And and then there's the, uh, in my opinion, shoehorned uh, religious angle. That was interesting. <laughs> we can start from the top. Yeah. And we okay. can go through. So life is like a park. This is already in the, the, the weird midometer over here. Because it's like, I'm listening to, like, great singing happening, by the way, by the person who's doing the hook. I'm like, oh, wow, this is really good sound. It feels like, you know, Sunday in a park right now. You know what I'm saying? Mm. You know, but, but you're listening to the lyrics. Life is like a park. Seesaws, merry-go-round. Okay. And thought you may swing high. Oh, sometimes you may even fall down. Oh, oh. and <laughs> though you may get stuck, huh? You must get back up. Who's getting stuck in the... What the fuck? Like... Are you like getting stuck in like a mud hole or something? Like what is? <laughs> I got crushed. I fell in a ride and I got crushed by the gears. Yeah, it, you are blooming love. I was like, you know, with a title like Life is Like a Park, you think we're gonna go on like a metaphorical like, oh, you may swing here, but oh, and then you might get on the monkey bars. You might monkey around it, like some sort of fucking <laughs> like, some sort sure. of like play on words or something. <laughs> Anything, please, yeah. It, but this this didn't try. <laughs> But it's like, and what she's saying at first is like, oh, it's never too late to lose who you are and choose who you are supposed to be, supposed to become. And it's like, mm. it's not a bad message. Why the fuck did you say it like that? <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of points on here where she does that, where she'll like repeat a line or a word in a very kind of messy way. It's so that annoying, like, oh, my sentence wasn't finished, but the rhyme was here. So I'm just going to awkwardly say the rest of the words. In the song Rags to Riches, she says, Robin Hood in the hood, Little Red Riding Hood. I'm like, no. (laughs) That's all the same. Stop it. not even a rhyme. (laughs) You can't do that. You can't do that. You can't just reference the different things that have the same words in them. That's (laughs) not rhyming. Oh, uh, uh, yo, I got the swag like Green Arrow and Green Lantern and Green... uh... So I thought that was a very weak opener. Uh, Life is like a park. Again, title is kind of weak too. Yeah. But hot, I think, is where we're supposed to get the discussion started. And okay. this one, oof. Oh, left eye, what's happening? Everybody want to know where the hell you've been. Everybody sit down. Let me tell you a story about what happened to me. Okay. Oh, man. Okay, first of all, this intro, what was going on with the numbers? It was like 5, 9, 10, 11, 12, 18. I was like, is this the Bernoulli pattern or something? Why is she doing this? It said something about numerology, but then didn't explain what the relevance of it was. 
This is possibly a reference to Lisa Left Eye Lopez's interest in numerology. Okay, cool. What do the numbers mean? Uh, I don't know. Like, well, maybe. <laughs> like, what the hell am I supposed to know? If you don't know. And then, uh, was this one literally like, she's the one that you thought would never do a solo LP. Yeah, now what chick could outsell me? And it's just Oof. like, yeah, yeah, first of all, just, yeah, knowing what we know now, it's kind of oofy, but, but also just like, what are you talking about? Everyone wanted to hear like a solo. Everyone was always like, oh my God, the rap verse by Lisa Liptide. Leo, what you gonna do? You know what I'm saying? Like, what are you talking about? She was like, next to Andre 3000, she was like the, I can't wait to hear what she does solo sort of person, you know, like. What are you talking about? But th this is the I gotta be hated by everybody rapper energy, you know, of that early era, you know. But um, even though it's Rockwilder doing the production, that that Pharrell sound and hook, I like that. I really thought that was cool. I thought mm. that was cool. Teachers, children, babies, man. <laughs> Where the hell you been? Hey, left eye. <laughs> Sounded like her fucking her, her theme song or something. A lot of these songs sound. You know, hey, fat lip. I think a lot of these songs sound like, you know, they say she's tapping into her inner child. And when I saw the description, when I looked at Wikipedia, I was like, oh, avant-garde. Like, that's interesting. And it's like, and when I listened to it, I was like, yeah, I do get that. It is really weird and avant-garde in places and how it's like experimental with its sounds, you know, at certain points. Um, and I think that works to his detriment at certain points where it's just like, wow, that sounds really cool. This feels like the energy that it's giving. It feels like sort of like, whoa, this gives it a bit of a more timeless quality than the certainly dated tracks that are like, you know, right around the corner of the song. You know what I mean? Like her, a lot of these songs feel very like kind of childish and silly, but like, you know, if you're in the spirit of the energy, I think you can really enjoy it. You know what I mean? Like this is what, it's a very personality driven record. I feel again, she does have some lyrics that actually like, you know, uh, support the tough talk. Was that one lyric where she says like, I'm 30 mil and I got, I got a fan club. What you got signed for? I spent on some rugs, DVDs and TVs, and that's just in the car. You know? Oh, like, yeah. Borderline genius scientist swear by me. Imagine Einstein and Carmen Jones's body. <laughs> like, you know? Um, But then there was a bit of a, like, sour look that, again, just, uh, just listening to an artist who, like, died and then be like, yeah, I'll, I, I was here when it started and I'll be here when it changes. Like, oh, man. Yeah, like, a lot of that hits unfortunately yeah. and it's so like, sad mm. because she like you can hear a very creative side of her in a lot of this music i feel and it's like man what if she would have stayed around longer and was able to do more like mm, you know it, it it makes the mind wander you know it's like when i hear some of the, these tracks I go like wow if we would have heard like just album number two would there have been like some you know gems we could have picked up like there's certainly the dusty 90s-ness of a lot of the you know flows and shit like that but like hey you know your next album you can improve you know what i mean like you never fucking know and it just sucks that we didn't really get that but um block party okay what did you think of block party i hated it i fucking did <laughs> I, I could not stand this shit get this the fuck out of my face oh, I, think, I think it's an a, a quiet taste <laughs> yeah i suppose i uh <laughs> yeah, say your piece me go off <laughs> Nah, I don't know what to say. I know this was the leading single. I know this was, but I oh don't God, did see, you see the how. Music video? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it looks cheap as hell. Yeah, it's so like, wow, cutting edge 2000s music video here. Yeah, I don't. And I'm just very curious how you had the all the momentum and the lead up of TLC. With all that build up, I don't see how this album is so mediocre. This song is such a jumbled mess with the, ooh, they playing hopscotch, like that whole break. I was like, what's going on? And the, what's your name? 
least like all that was like how is like this is like this should be like a really short skit or something it's so weird and unorthodox right it's like, choppy but like i enjoy that weird like it's one of those it's like a gorillas thing it's like i know this isn't like perfect but there's something so weird about the fact that they're going for it like like the the fact that it sounds like that timbaland production where it's like sampling sort of like hindi sort of music but then there's also that sort of like double dutch bus you know 70s feel to it so it's like it's these and it, there's also that like marvin gay sort of feel to it at one point like you know it sounds like they're doing that and it's like whoa that like mixes in a way that i was not expecting you know what i mean like it just threw me off the production and yeah the way like th th at first i was like taken aback by listening to it but like because i remember when i first listened to it a long time ago i'm remembering now like having that feeling like hey, it didn't really hit me as hard but then like just how weirdly jangly and infectious it is just kind of like fucking hits me now and it's like it's weird how it just keeps moving as a song like you're right like it's not really like a verse chorus verse chorus sort of thing it just kind of like happens and continues it's like it like it really does feel like hey we're, we're walking to the block party right now and it's like it, it sounds like you're joining lisa left eye and she's like yeah where are you going no, no. Now, the one thing that is a little confusing to me is where it does feel like it it feels like it's half a, a g-rated song and half an r-rated song you know like because it, it like the first half feels like it's like hey we're just hanging out with a bunch of friends going to a party it's 12 p.m on a saturday like it's awesome and then the second half is like hey girl like yeah let's party and I was like, wait, are we in the same space like as the kids earlier? Like, you know? <laughs> yeah, tone as well as the sound are inconsistent. And I think that's what turns me off from a lot of the songs on here. And even in a, on another topic later, where we get to the the religious references and everything, and how that's jutted right up against like language and like things that don't feel like they would mix especially on the Tupac song but like I was so confused by that like the whole first half of it is like pretty spiritual and then we get this really explicit Tupac verse and it's, and it, and I don't even think it makes any like I don't know what it was recorded yeah cause like, wait Tupac is dead at this point <laughs> He's been dead for like five years. <laughs> and so this wasn't like a, we were just hanging out in the studio. Yeah, like it's like a. It felt like when Drake used that Michael Jackson sample. Like, yeah. where did you but get at this? At least Left Eye might have known Tupac, but True. that still also feels like its own level of awkwardness. Of like, why would you do that though? Like, you know. <laughs> I, I also hated the dancing. I hated that. That was so I, okay. obnoxious to this me. Is I, it was like repeated just enough to not get obnoxious to me. Cause I think it like, they do it two times and then they stop it for a while. And then it kind of comes out. So it's like, it feels like a thing where it's like, this is that, uh, like, this is that ear where they were dancing all night long. They were dancing all night long. They were jumping yeah. in thing. It's like that thing that makes you go like, oh, God damn it. You know, it's that will I am earworm. If they would have done the dancing four times in a row instead of just the two, that would be way too much. Right. Like, okay. But no, right, I do right. like the bumping and like that. Was like, oh, okay. Right. But th there's there's weird choices on here. Like I didn't mention it, but on hot, where she just goes hot, hot, hot. I'm like, why are you doing that? Why are you just shouting hot at me? Like, and then the dance. Like I don't know if that's her doing that or a feature. Sometimes they're credited. Sometimes they're not. Which is yeah. whatever. But. Here's a, here's a big critique I have. Why are all, and I mean all, of these songs 
so long. They're all like four <laughs> minutes and change. Like, they don't need to be, especially because most of them just like repeat for the last minute and a half. Yeah, this feels like 2000s. You know, we got we got 78 minutes on the disc. You know, we're going to we fill gotta it up. We got to pad you know? the whole goddamn thing and have a hidden track. Oh, yeah. You know, and just in case one of these hit, you know, the might, might, uh, extended version. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah. But the um, block party is the only one to me that feels worth it. Um, then we get Let Me Live really weak yeah. compared to the early, the just the last song we were listening to. It's just so fucking weak, man. Yeah, um, I just have awful chorus written down. Oh I don't remember God, the how hooks. the fl- I don't remember how the chorus even went. I just wrote down that it was awful. This is the thing that was getting me. It was like, whoa! I thought Lisa Lo- uh, Lisa Left Eye was kind of like the one responsible for like put you know putting really like the the arrangement of a lot of the songs together. And so it's like, well, I thought you were able to write these hooks at least like, but n- very few of these hooks really like you know popped with me and it was kind of oh, like a, yeah huh? like it was I, that I moment where you're like that was the hook like you know i don't think any of the ones she did hit like i liked the one with um is is it pronounced black yeah yeah black yeah on uh, uh head to the sky i thought the hook on that worked it and was, yeah. natina's verse was solid like mm. But besides that, the features were relatively weak, and I don't think any of the choruses that Lisa herself did hit. Now, I will say, I really did like Jenny. Mm, <laughs> like, no. oh no, I'm, I'm getting the doubt from, uh, from, from Muse over here. No, Man, no, I really like this one. It was a fun, chilled out joint, and I love how, like, I kind of enjoyed how, like, the first half of it felt so weirdly aimless, where I was just like, when is she gonna meet Jenny though? I thought it was about Jenny, and it just seems like it's just like, here, here's this person I met over there, and that's the person I met over there. Yeah, wake up in the morning, one thing on my mind: Cheerios, vanilla, almond milk. It's all mine. I devour. Take a shower, grab the papers. Inside. This sounds like this sounds like a a, a less uh, thoughtful, you know, a less lyrical ladybug mecca. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I, I think her stories are incredibly boring. Like, I don't give a fuck what you're talking about, man. It's so 90s. We're just like, where are we going with this? Were you expecting anyone to actually listen to what you're saying? Or are you just talking shit? I also wasn't a fan of, uh, what is it? Jazzy Fa or... Jazzy, Jazzy Fay, I think, yeah. Jazzy Fay. I wasn't a fan of the chorus on no, this one either. No, I liked it. <laughs> Not for I me. I thought it was really, like, really chilled out. Audience, y'all listen to it for yourself. Y'all, y'all, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> because it was like, I thought it was like, like, again, it's goofy. And it's certainly wacky. And, uh, like, her flow is still the thing. But, like, because it's more chilled out, I feel like it's a lot more palatable. Again, just to give me a bit of her, like... Very personality driven uh, uh, music going on here. It's like, so we go to Pitts Lane, way over by the main, to get the rest of the girls with them ghetto ass names. Uh, Talita, Volquisha, with them hairdos looking like they went through a seizure. You know, we go to the movies and you can't see the features. <laughs> and you hear in the background, so we're going like, what the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> like, like, I love little silly moments like that. And then, like, because I was thinking, like, when I uh, was listening to it at first, I was saying, like, wait, what was it? what happens in this story? What I, How does it end? I and don't remember. It's so, like... Did anything go- happen? Technically, no. Like, it's, I didn't think so. <laughs> listen, this is how it goes, okay? So it goes, like, 
So anyway, I'm driving slow, then enormously fast, because Jenny's dumbass slammed on the gas. She says, I'm high, not to mention all the weed that we got in the ride. And the way we drive, we stupid to ride. I bust a ride on Memorial Drive, and it's like, no, go left, go left. She threw out the hand, I threw out the stash, and we was going speeding oh so fast, and we stopped. The cops had us at last, was like, what you doing, why'd you stop? Oh, no, I forgot something, I might have needed to get gas. So the cop walked up, knocked on the window, I dropped, I ain't drunk. I forgot, Uncle Jenny's a cop. Yo, your uncle's a cop. Go relax, it's just me, man. You forgot your keys. It's like, what? what? Oh, like, that's the story. Like, oh my God. The story's about how you, this reckless, like, <laughs> person wasn't in any real trouble because her uncle's an authority figure. Like, oh my God. I ride a big boy. Y'all ride a Similac. <laughs> I got a Cadillac. Like, Wait, <laughs> no. Uh, no. Oh my God, I believe in me. Mm. You, you can hear her getting closer to the mic every time she says it. Me. I believe in me. Me. It's like, well, okay, okay. It's, it's, it's my idea, it's my show, I'm in control. Me, 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 my, my, my. <laughs> yeah, I thought this was another really annoying chorus. It, it's that flow, and, and I'm glad you remembered exactly how it went, because I... Mm, I was not a fan of that choppy kind of delivery she did on Jenny everything. Did yeah. the I played with the team, but I'm Diana Ross and not a Supreme. Like uh, Yeah, I was like, whoa. <laughs> please stop that. Like that that got on my nerves so much. But I'm just like Beyonce wouldn't have even said something like that in one of her songs. Like, you know, it's like like you know you're part of the group and you know like, hey, you know, stand up. Like, that's a dick thing to say, you know? Like, I played with the team, but I'm Diana Ross and not a Supreme. Okay, let's make that clear. Like, whoa. <laughs> I believe in me, because I take care of me. <laughs> and like, this was the one where the, that snotty kid sound sort of thing gets a little annoying. It was like, because he kind of heard the thing, I believe in me. <laughs> it was like, dude, chill. Do you think this was a response to maybe not having the most support mm. for the album? I like, mean, I gotta believe in me because nobody else is kind of thing. Like, I got my back, so that's all that matters kind of thing. Because, I mean... I'm so curious why this never got... Is it, I think it said it didn't get released in the U.S. for, like, poor sale numbers? Like, how did these things roll out back I then? I don't what, know. What are they doing? Like, she specifically... We'll get to it later with um, A New Star Is Born, that this album was supposed to be released on her father's birthday, but then it kept getting pushed back. You picked a very specific date for an important reason, and that didn't happen. So it gets released in the UK, I guess doesn't do well enough, and then we just never get it, like, at all. Like, that's so weird. Yeah, it's like, there's only so much time to release out. Like, why are they doing this shit? Like, oh, I'm releasing it one month in this country and one month in another country. Like, really? I'm not done with I Believe in Me because there was a specific lyric in here. Uh, oh my, how could him and I be the same? When the house burnt down, only I took the blame. When the money got funny, I took it to court. And I was like, wait, uh, but that was you that burnt the tub down. Like you, you definitely did that. That wasn't like a, that wasn't like you both lit the fucking thing. Like, it, like that was, yeah, I'm like, yes, there was definitely like, you know, domestic, like, you know, IPV and things of that nature. But it's just like, but the you don't respond to anything by defensively by burning down a tub. Like, you know what I mean? This, though. Fucking rags to riches. 
I'm going, I'm going. <laughs> oh yeah, the third verse from Left Eye I thought was good. But like the first verse was like, nah, nah, nah. and then the second verse, who the fuck? When I saw Andre, man, I was so mad. Oh, <laughs> like, you have no idea. <laughs> when I thought it was somehow gonna be Andre 3000, and then it's, oh no, it's her boyfriend. Oh Lord. Absolutely no business doing here. Right after the last track about how sweet Christ in heaven. I have no idea what the fuck this album is, man. Like, nobody to tell you no on that? That that might not be a great idea? Oh, man. But the thing is, the one thing I like, I like, like I said, her third verse is good. And I did like the hook with the, I'm going, Ugh. I'm going. Like, that actually really hit for me. I didn't and care I, that, for it. Like, that got my fucking energy up so when I was like, you know, okay, maybe it's not Andre, but well, let's hear the verse. And then when it was just so nothing, I was just like, what the fuck is happening right now? <laughs> like, are you not a major label person? Why are you... And then for you to tell me that, it's just like, oh, it just makes me slap my forehead even harder. Yeah, and then he has such a nothing of a verse either. Yeah. Like, And then he just fucking rambles at the end of it, too. It's like, okay, shut the fuck up, man. <laughs> You are overstaying your welcome, and I have no idea who you are. <laughs> in the next song, True Confessions, because I believe in time and space, and what a waste if you can't really have your time and space. This song, you know, I got what it was about. It took a while for me to, like, figure out what she was trying to say, because at first it was just like, you know, it was just like, are you, if you just feel awkward about having sex with, like, another chick, like, you know, just say that. So she followed me, and obviously my man is going to want a little privacy, but I was wrong. He turned it up another notch, asked if she went tongue to crotch, and said he want to watch. Like, the way it made, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, the way it makes, like, the scandal of lesbianism, you know what I mean? Like, it was just kind of like, uh, I mean, okay. But then we get to the verse where she's like, Oh, she said her thing ain't girls. We in di we in three different worlds. So he mentioned instead that he wants to submit. And so I was kind of thinking like, okay. And it was like, this kind of doesn't sound too bad. But then it kind of gets to the point where it's like, we were straight for about a month until Pure Lust, where the topics we discussed, though I didn't mind, he wanted it all the time. More women all up in him, spreading venom and still want to be mine. So I told him one day, can't do it anymore. He reacts so relaxed, said we done with them for sure. Then I caught him one weekend, cheating and creeping, ducks leaking, don't speak and I'll be leaving. Like... That I get, right? Where it's just like, if you want to like be like, hey, like, would you like to have like a polycule, whatever relationship? Yeah, yeah, I get discussing that, right? But then doing it behind their back, like that's where it becomes the issue. But it seemed like the song kind of treats it as if the whole thing is the issue. I thought this was one of the better ones. Like, honestly, from here on out, I think the second half is way stronger than the first half of the album in general. I mean, like from here on out is if this is Left Eye singing the chorus, I think you probably should have got a feature for it. But what I wrote down for how awkward the story songs feel to me. Have you been on TikTok to see the uh, Nicki Minaj uh, super freaky girl meme? And the memes just ain't no good. Well, uh, <laughs> they taste like wood. Where, um, that's where you're going. <laughs> have you ever been over to a TikTok? <laughs> 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 I never opened up your TikTok app and the means just ain't no good. <laughs> oh god, updated version of rappers. <laughs> and you get hit with an ad for KO Pectade. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like someone tells a really 
long, convoluted story, but they start with the one thing about me from the Nicki Minaj song. It doesn't stay on beat. It just kind of like becomes telling a story with the song playing in the background. That's what her story songs feel like to me. They start somewhere like going on and on, and like, then they just kind of fall apart. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like, where are we going? I thought this was going to a much more heightened place, but it's really not. Like, It's really just, he wanted a threesome, and it's 2001. Whoa! <laughs> I can't believe it! <laughs> Can you imagine, dear audience? Like, <laughs> I'm going to beat the trade publications on this one. I'm going to get the scandalous story out first. And then, then no one writes about it. No one cares because untouchable. Untouchable, which like I enjoyed enough, but I, it was like one of those I can't shake the feeling. It's like I feel like you just really wanted a Tupac song, and this is your a Tupac song. Like it, it legit sounds like the grab your glass and you see Tupac. You know, like it has that sort of like feel to it on the beat. You know what I mean? Um, and like now, at first I didn't think it was too bad because I was like hearing it on the hook, like when it was like kind of adding to her voice, like, the untouchable, like, I was like, ooh, that sounds kind of cool, but then I was kind of having a, that, you know, moment where it's like, wait, she's literally saying, like, I'm sorry, but she's saying it, like, I know you feel me, it's the untouchable, like, <laughs> you're saying that to feel me, I'm untouchable, <laughs> like, I get what you mean, but do you not hear what you're saying? Left Eye clearly, you know, trying to get her Tupac on, you know what I mean, with with some of the flow, where she was like, like the baby, the, you know, like, the I, I need someone to hug, hug Like, there was some sort of lyrics where it's like, demons still find it livable. I need to hug it to hold my soul inside my body. You know, like, it's like, oh, okay, that's kind of a, like, you know, interesting sort of lyric right there, you know? Then it gets to the Tupac's verse, and I was like, wait, this is from something else. So, you know, that kind of sucks and feels a little throwaway, you know? It, it really is the second half of the album, too, where the I'm a mention getting right with the Lord and how important <laughs> Jesus is with me. And it's like, okay, yeah, I mean... That's fine. This was a thing of like these 2000s albums, right? I remember this trope. It's like, you got know, the one song about, you know, fuck all these bitches. Then the other song about how I love my bitch and no one else. Then you have, the, you know, then yeah. you have the song about how I'm gangster, I'm going to kill you. Then you have the song about how I'm a player. You know what I'm saying? I can get all the chicks. You get the song with the jiggy beat on it. Then you get the song about like, man, why are things wrong in the world? And then you get the song where it's like, nobody understands me but my mama. And, <laughs> and you know, or slash the, you know, the song about getting right with God. Because like, man, life crazy, you know, like... If you're going to have the Pac verse, maybe put it on a different song, is all I'm saying. I don't think it necessarily fit on this song. Yeah, it felt like this should have just been, oh, and his vocals are kind of in the background of the hook. Oh, it kind of adds a little extra texture to it, you know? Like, yeah. Then you get Head to the Sky. Uh, yeah. I think the first verse was all right. And then that second verse where she's just sliding all over the beat again, where you're just like, what? Could it, where is the rhyme landing? Where are you going? <laughs> <laughs> you know, to me, my biggest problem with the first half, and you could probably guess, is the kids yelling in the background. Oh yeah, that is what happens on this. Like it, it like at first it was kind of a like fun little texture, and then I was like, oh, are they just gonna keep coming back? <laughs> Y'all can stop that. <laughs> Tell them to leave. Yeah. Um, <laughs> between head to the sky and Universal Quest, I wrote down that I got youth pastor vibes. Oh my god, this so feels like, what I was thinking as I was listening to it was like, wow, you know, like, the she'll always have, uh, you know, uh, our hearts with her hook on the all the all that theme, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. 
You know what I mean? And so, like, this felt like if there was an album of that. Like, <laughs> yeah. This, that's what this album felt like. This felt like songs that were going to be on, like, a Nickelodeon kids show that was going to be, like, a, well, yeah, a vanity project. You know, like, oh, I'm getting on Nickelodeon. And because she, you know, she still got love with, T, you know, like, she's a very youth oriented sort of artist. You know what I mean? That's very youthful energy to her. So it's like, oh, I, we're going to get on Nickelodeon and do, like, a special or something like that with SpongeBob or some shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> Like, remember that one Christmas uh, uh, thing on Fox Kids or something like that, where it's like, this is Lou Bega with oh, all Christmas editions of my songs, like... Or just singing songs about Pokemon, and... Dude, that would have been so... If Left Eye did... Yo, you know that shit would have been fun. That would have been if the way to go, eye. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. The, 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 the things that... If, if, if Nickelodeon at that time would have, you know, peered over at Fox Kids or... Oh yeah, you guys got a you guys got a, a Cu Cuban we think sensation. Uh, 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 oh, number five German. guy. Eh? Yeah, well, who, who can we get that we you know it's kind of maybe right on the edge of the fifty minutes of fame. It seems. Oh, left eye is having a little a little trouble, you know, telling this album. Hey, I'll let you come over here. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's so that two thousands thing of like you can get a producer for one track and then that's the big hit. And then the rest of the album, you don't really need to get that same guy. That guy was a little expensive. You've already yeah. bought the album, so I don't need to have him for every track now. You know? <laughs> Again, it flows all over the place. Like, let's touch on Christianity. I question all humanity. Is God so full of vanity that children enter this family who haven't yet to see Jesus as the key or suffer this calamity? And then you hear in the background, I cast you down for an eternity. Insanity. You can call it what you want to, but the man and me separated from this false reality. And I'm like, wait, is she... Yeah. Coming out as we, but then I'm just trying to figure out what, everything else he's saying in it. Yeah, <laughs> like because I thought she was going like, oh, you know, you think you know religion, you think God would be a religion that would just cast you down for eternity. You think that's really like that's what I thought she was going for, right? But she doesn't really follow through on it, and then she like really like belabors her flow on the next part. So I have no choice but to pay attention to what she's saying, you know. Like, but the man and me separated from this false reality would never be the victim of this casualty for my lack of understanding physicality. Like, because I'm, I'm trying to follow the sentence. Like, wait, the man and me separated from this reality would never be the victim of casualty because of your lack of understanding physicality. Like, yeah, my, a God who's loving would never punish you for not understanding physicality. Like, is that what, it, what is she saying? Like, <laughs> like, and I feel like this is one of those things, if this song was really dope, it sounded really good, it could be one of those, well, it's spirituality, whatever, it just sounds good, you know what I mean? But because it's like, the hook is kind of mid, I'm like forced to be like, so what are you talking about? See, here, I actually liked, um, Estero. Oh, yeah. Like, the, I liked them like on the her chorus. Her voice was good. But I felt like what she was saying was kind of like, wait, what did that mean? I didn't know what to say about A New Star is Born. It so threw me off as it was developing as a song where I was like, you know, at first I liked the, the backbeat, the very minimal sort of like, yeah. you know, synthy sort of stuff going on in the background. I was like, oh, this is just kind of like nice, chilly sense. It's like, okay, and it's weirdly free flowing. Like, I kind of liked how at first where it just felt like she was just kind of talking to somebody and just kind of like, it felt like at one point, it felt like she had like a bit of inspiration. Like she was actually hearing the person she was talking to, you know, going like, oh, hey, wait, are you trying to tell me I should do this? You know, like I, I did kind of like that. You know what I mean? Mm. But there would just be certain parts where she would be like, you're revealing information that I'm not, I'm not sure that like this is kind of 
bringing down the mood of what you're going for, but I, I don't know if it's like a, but she's being so real thing or if this is like a, I, I don't know how I feel about this relationship sort of thing, you know? Yeah, I was just kind of like, again, how I kind of feel about the the more religious songs. It's like, go ahead, do what you want to do. I don't really know how to feel about it. I'm just kind of here watching, you know? And I thought Breathe was probably her best rapping on the whole album, and I hated that it was a hidden track. I didn't really like the second verse as much as the first verse. Yeah, she fell back onto that stilted flow. Uh, I got a two. Uh, I, gi- I give it a three. I, I think there's, okay. a- again, a lot weird and interesting in here that I actually like enjoy the moment of as I'm listening to it. But it is just, yeah, so all over the place outside of, like, the maybe four or five really good gems. You know what I mean? Like, I don't even feel like they were necessarily gems, personally. <laughs> the best songs on here, I felt, were still kind of mediocre. That's why, like, it was middle of the road at best for me. Because it's so, like, such an awkward picture now because, like, you know, before... I had heard this record. It was like, oh man, you know, it was the whole group together. And then she kind of did her solo album, but you know, people, people want to get their projects out, you know what I'm saying? And then, you know, they want to do their thing and then, hey, we'll come back when we do it. And then, oh man, tragedy struck and, you know, we weren't able to complete it. But now it looks like, like, fuck you guys. I don't need you. And then like, cause I remember after this, like after she died, it was like, hey, TLC, like it's only two of us, but you know, we're carrying on the legacy. And I always remember feeling like, oh, you know, it's not really the same without her there, you know, but then to find out the extra information is like, and she was like angry at you guys for some reason. <laughs> like it just really sours the picture, you know? Well, that about wraps it up for this week's episode of Going Off. Thank you so, so much for spending your time with us and listening to our show this week. We greatly appreciate it. As mentioned before, if there's an album that you would like to hear us talk about in a future episode, head on over to our Ko-fi, that is ko-fi.com slash going off. That's G-O-I-N-O-F-F. We got the Riffcoms fan house. A mutual was nice enough to hook me up with some old lost content from the blip days that I've been going through, trying to post some old lost media on there, as well as the uh, Kids Bop reaction videos. Twitch.tv slash Rap Critical. Give it act like you want it. We be doing these uh, streams. I go through the Billboard Top 100 list, or I go through you know live stream the album that I'll be uh, listening to for the first time. You know when we're doing the uh, going off request. Um, so holler at that. Uh, yeah, definitely the going off Kofi if you want to request an album, but if you want to request a uh, a movie, music video, or a you know album for me to just stream on the uh, on the uh, uh, on my Twitch, uh, you can head over to Kofi.com/slash/rapcritic. That's where you can get those requests in uh, for the one-time donations and for the ongoing donations. Of course, it's always Patreon.com/slash/rapcritic uh, for ongoing donations, and there you get to see the Rap Critic episodes early, get to see my movie podcast early, as well as join the Rap Critic Discord and chat with me and fellow fans about music and TV and all that fun, sexy stuff. So get with it, act like you want it. <laughs> And until next time, for Going Off, I'm Muse. And I'm Rap Critic, and we were dancing all night long, mm. we were dancing all night long, music bumping and we're jumping in there, playing our favorite song. Fuck. <laughs> <Me too. laughs>